Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, new details have been announced for Pandora, the world of Avatar at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Cabanas have uh, popped up in Tomorrowland at the Magic Kingdom. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. And Magic Bands have gotten a makeover. We're also going to talk about the new nighttime drone show at Disney Springs. And Oliver Green will join us a little later on with an update from Animal Kingdom. We've got a lot to talk about this Thanksgiving week. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. This is The Diz Unplugged, episode 918 for the week of November 22nd, 2016. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. You can save up to 25% on rooms at select Walt Disney World resorts this winter. Just go to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com to find out more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. Kathy Whirling. Hi, everybody. Julie Martin. Hey, y'all. And back in the production nook, our associate producer, Rhino Clavin. Hello. Along with our producer, Mr. Craig Williams. Hello. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. Um, hope you're having a good week. Hope everybody's getting ready for Thanksgiving. I begin cooking tonight. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. What do you start cooking tonight? Uh, I start doing a lot of prep work tonight. Okay. Um, there are some things that I can get out of the way, like my cranberry relish and... Some baking, okay. I can get that done today. Then there's another round of things that get done tomorrow. I try to let Thursday be um, as not crazy as humanly possible. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because if I wait until Thursday to cook that entire meal, I'm just not okay. Right. So, but love doing it. Got family in town for uh, for the holidays that came in uh, yesterday. So, really looking okay. forward to it. So, how about everybody else? Everybody else ready? I'm not hosting. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) We got our house decorated for Christmas because of the podcast crews and everything that's coming up. We wanted to be done before we left, so we're excited about that. That was big this weekend. We went and did our grocery shopping yesterday, but there's still some things, like I ordered certain kinds of breads and pies and things that have to be picked up on Wednesday. Right. I don't bake. I just don't. I cook. fun. I don't. Baking is chemistry. Oh. Baking, I, 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 am, uh, I have more fun baking, I think, than anything else. But, of course, that's the stuff that sends my blood sugar through the stratosphere and adds weight. So I bake. I just don't eat what I bake. I'm told it's very good. So anyway, let's uh, get a couple things in housekeeping. I want to remind everybody just about our show schedule for, uh, for this week. Um, now... Uh, uh, what which which dream show went up yesterday? We had a dream show go up yesterday. Right, actually it went up a little late. I apologize for that. We had some technical difficulties. And it went up today. And actually went up this morning. So I'm sorry for those who were looking for it yesterday. That was our question and answer show about the Disney Dream, our three nights sailing with all of our agents. Um, that was a fun cruise. So I think it was a fun show, bunch of shows that we did about mm-hmm. the Disney Dream. And then coming up this next Monday is the show a lot of people have been asking about, and it's How to Be a Dreams Unlimited Travel Agent. So that will be on Monday. And I just want to note that the following Monday is our podcast cruise, and there will be no Dreams Unlimited Travel show that week. 
opted not to put one up for that week. All right. And uh, also every Monday, DizUnplugged.com, the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged with Tom Bell and his team. This week, Nancy Johnson shares stories from listeners about why they are thankful for Disneyland. I could come up with a lot of reasons why I'm thankful for Disneyland. Um, every Wednesday, DizUnplugged.com, the best and worst of Walt Disney World. Craig, which show do we have going up this week? Uh, it is the top five best things to do at Walt Disney World Resort, Zort, not Resort, Resort during Christmas. What those top five things are, they are coming in one at a time. They might include something like the Christmas party. Uh, dot, well, dot, don't dot. give it away. Let them watch the show. I, I'm, no one seems to know what this show is about. I did the show, and I don't remember what and it's about. The two other people the who problem. did the show don't know either. That's the problem with uh, pre-recording them, because we pre-recorded them a few weeks ago. And it's like, damn, what were we talking about? So, you guys are like Dora. You suffer from short-term memory loss. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> well, for the y- dream years, show. Years of drug abuse. For the dream show, I have a whole... The email sent out of our schedule to the end of the year. Aren't you special? So much better than me. (laughs) (laughs) Record that and make it a drop in. (laughs) Finally have it on tape. Now, this week, uh, Thursday would normally be the Universal Show, Friday, normally Diz Pop. Uh, because of the Thanksgiving holiday, uh, I don't think we have either of those shows going up. No, but. I do have a Dispop episode because of Moana is coming out on Wednesday <laughs> tonight. I'm going to see it, and I'll have a Dispop episode that I'll put out for that. Um, so that'll be out. So the only one not doing a sh- not doing a show this week is Craig. Oh. Hey, I, I think Craig should come in on Thanksgiving and record a show. I already himself. saw Moana. I can record a review right now and beat him to it. The, but then you have to put it up as a Dispop episode. So yeah, it's you've done my job for me. If, are you threatening? So anyway, to do my there'll, job? Be, there'll be no there'll be no Universal show this week, and it turns out there will be a Dispop show. Um, we are coming up on our uh, you know in a few weeks we'll be taking our our yearly hiatus. Um, I believe the last episode of the Dis Unplugged, the Tuesday show will be uh, December 13th, and then the 15th will be the last uh, Universal show, the 16th, the last Is Pop show. And uh, then we take a few weeks off, and we come back, I think, uh, January 4th will be our next show. So, just letting everybody know that may not have been around last year, that we do that every year. We kind of take the holidays off because this is a lot of work. And, you know, we're lazy. Well, we'll still have other. We'll still still be doing our daily fix, and there'll be other videos and stuff going up, just the shows, just to give everybody a break for the holidays, because it kind of gets crazy. So, um, anything else? Anything else? Yes. Uh, I just want to remind people about our Patreon site as well. I know we talk about it every week, but there was some really interesting stuff that went up in the last week or so on there. Um, Oliver worked on a daily fix blooper that has just that made its funny. exclusive debut, and I, it had me in tears, so that was really good. I was good. laughing at that. That yeah. was funny. Yeah, there's so you get to see stuff like that, and then um, I'm hopefully working on a little something, a little insight into our holiday, and um, just, you know, you get early access to the Best and Worst show, some vlogs every now and then, and then you get a little exclusive kind of get-to-know-us stuff, too. And that's just the beginning. You know, there's plenty of stuff to come. So um, if you're interested, you know, you can check that out. All that stuff, all that, anything you contribute goes back into helping us continue to do our job and, you know, making it better and better. Awesome. Anything else for housekeeping? Anything? All right. Nothing. We got some good stuff to talk about in the news this we week. We do. I'm Big really looking week. forward to this story. All right. Our first news story. $649 cabanas popping up in Magic Kingdom. 
Over the weekend, Walt Disney World guests reported some mysterious white tents in Magic Kingdom Park situated in an out-of-the-way area of Tomorrowland near Space Mountain. It appears as though Disney is testing another premium option as a spinoff of cabana rentals at some of the Disney resorts in Castaway Key, Disney's private island in the Caribbean. These cabanas will be available to rent for a cost of $649 per day. The cabana will accommodate up to eight guests and will include private and shaded seating, cold beverages, snacks, and reserved viewing for parades and fireworks. It's also been reported that if testing goes well, the quote-unquote tents will be replaced by something more permanent. Booking for these cabanas is now available for November 27th, 2016 and beyond, and can be made by calling 407-WDW-PLAY or visiting a concierge desk at a Walt Disney World Resort hotel. I was... (laughs) Okay, now... Okay, I get you get the reserved seating for the fireworks and the uh, the parade. Um, Was there a demand for this? I mean, (laughs) have any of us walked around the Magic Kingdom and said, damn, you know what? I wish there was a cabana here. (laughs) Me? Hello? I get... When was the last time you walked around the Magic Kingdom? Because there's no cabanas. Oh, I see. (laughs) I get it. However, I need one like in every land. I mean, I don't want to go all the way to the back by Space Mountain to sit. I get... Having them at, yeah. like, you know, resort pools and, you know, on Castaway Key. I don't, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I just, I don't get it. I think they, they must have, like, a committee that sits there and goes, okay, Magic Kingdom, quick. How can we make some extra money? Mm-hmm. And, and that's how I they're think, coming and up I, with I, all I, these I think things. you're right. And I think that committee is dropping acid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because they, it just it, it, what it truly all kidding aside, what it feels like to me is they are in this desperation, and they are flailing around for any idea they can come up with, no matter how far fetched, no matter how crazy, to try and make extra money. And I realize there is pressure on them from corporate because of the overruns in Shanghai. But then they announced today. Mm. That they're going to spend another one and a half to two billion, with a B, dollars, completely redoing Hong Kong Disneyland. Fortunately, af- it starts after we're there next year, thankfully. We've but, been telling people for years to leave the Magic Kingdom in the middle of the day and go take a nap. But do you want to take it? Do you want to take a nap someplace where people can walk by and look at you? It looks like an IKEA couch too, and those yeah. are highly yeah. uncomfortable. Well, I don't want to judge I, I, until I've seen it. Well, I think that's just a rendering. I mean, it, no, yeah, because the the outside of it is literally like the tents that you see put yeah, up when you do tents. the yeah, yeah when you do the like the marathon or something. And like it looks that. like everybody gets a hat. And, you know, <laughs> that's your shade. Okay, so that's the but shade they're going to provide. It's fully enclosed, correct, with just like one opening. Yeah. Yes. And if it's plastic and it's hot outside, there's no air conditioning in this tent. No. It's going to be like a freaking well, sauna. we don't know that yet, do we? <laughs> no, we don't, yeah. We don't. External air conditioners. I have a different view of this. This is, we've talked about this for years. Disney is always pushing the idea of what can they do for a premium charge? What are people going to be willing to pay for? And this is the next step towards, we see it here, preferred viewing at fireworks. What could we do to keep people in the park? Preferred uh, seating at parades. So this is the next thing that they're trying out to see. What is What are people willing to pay mm-hmm. for these quote-unquote extras? I don't know that a tent or a cabana and, is the answer, but perhaps 
a place where people can go, like a lounge. We've joked about the right. fact that why not have a Barker lounger ride where people mm-hmm. can go and just rest for a little bit. I don't. I don't have a. I don't have a problem with the cabanas per se. I don't have a problem with them coming up with special things to upcharge for if people want to pay that. Nobody's making you. You know, people are flipping out. Oh, six hundred and fifty dollars, the one percent. Nobody's making you pay it. Mm-mm. Nobody's making you pay it. Um, but it's not that that bothers me. It's of all the things you could have possibly come up with to up to, cabanas. It just is a bizarre idea to me. Well, Disney's tried lots of things over the years that have come and gone. I mean, if this is not, if these don't run or people think they're stupid, you know, they won't if, last. You know what they? If, if they if they want to do this type of experience and they want to make a boatload more money than they're going to make on these things, open a Club 33 in the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You want to make money fast? Announce that you are opening a Club 33 in Orlando's Magic Kingdom. And go ahead and charge the same thing. What is it they're charging? Twenty, thirty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, and you think they claim the people who are bit rent these are the one percent now? Well, I'm saying though, you want it. You want to know how fast that's going to fill? Yeah. You want to know how? So, I don't know. And I also think that's out of the way. That's not in people's faces. That's not you know walking by. Oh, look at what you can't afford. Um, so, um, but I think that that would make more sense to me as an upsell. As an as a premium add-on, then cabanas and people are saying they're a complete eyesore, that they're ugly and they look out of place, and it's just. I think a lot of people are responding the same way I am right now, which is quoi. I think Disney's going to just. They're saying this is a test, and give it six months, and they'll have you know if they're going to keep it in Tomorrowland, some futuristic-looking little cabanas, and they go, hey, here they are. Where are these? And, in Tomorrowland, it's supposed to be back by Space Mountain. So they're kind of out of the way. I could understand yeah. the his, people being upset if they put them in the hub. Right. <laughs> that would be <laughs> A tent city in the middle of the hub. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I have to go back to Club 33. I've heard a very, very strong rumor that I believe is true that there's going to be an announcement about a Club 33 in the Magic Kingdom. Oh, I, you know what? Sign me up. Mm-hmm. Sign me up right very, now. Very strong. Right now. That's going to happen. Um, I absolutely would love that. Would absolutely love that. And I think that would be something that is in, even though it's far more expensive than a cabana, uh, that would be something in line with what Disney does and what Disney has done. Club 33 has been in Disneyland since the 60s, I believe. So, you know, it, it, I, I see that. Making more sense. I would, yeah, I would rather see that and know that there was people who paid great sums of money behind closed doors than like taking away from the atmosphere or mm-hmm. I think whatever. This is, I think in the this park. is part of testing the waters. This is what Disney's mm-hmm. doing now to test the waters to see who's willing to go for that private uh, experience. I, I, I also understand think, the whole thing about looking, what, walking by and thinking, oh, look, I can't afford I that. I also think that charging almost a little less than double for this cabana than what you pay for one on Castaway Key is also a little tone deaf. Um, at $650, even with re- reserved seat, it doesn't ma- it's just, it's really hard to justify the value of that because you're getting water, you get a, a certain amount of water, soda, and chips. And a hat. And you can also, 
but you know, if you want food, they'll bring you food, but you know, extra extra cost. Um, so the price tag. But don't you think part of that is like bragging rights? That you can go, hey, we rented one of those cabanas in Magic Kingdom. You know, like I don't know the, the way this is being received. I don't know if that's going to be looked at as something to aspire for, or if people are going to be like laughed at. When we do the cabanas hmm. on Castaway Key. It's not for bragging rights. It's for comfort. We enjoy right. it a good time. It's a great place to go when the, when it's sunny and hot. I don't know that this is bragging rights. Well, I can see lots of people who might use this. I think a family with small they're, kids. They're sold out. They're right. sold out. So, uh, so whether people are laughing at them or not, I mean, I drive by a Lamborghini dealership every once in a while, and I can't afford that, but I don't begrudge anybody else that can. I just think it's one of those things that as long as it's not, again, in front of uh, the Haunted Mansion or in front of Pirates, I think as long as it's out of the way, if you don't want it, don't use it. I, I, I don't – I guess I don't understand why – Right. They, no, it's not – again, it's not the – cost per se that it, and i'm not bothered by this as much as i'm confused if it by was 200 dollars, would you still feel the same way no i i would yes i would i would feel the same way it's a bizarre idea that's my thing is that i just doesn't make sense to me cabanas in a theme park cabanas at a pool cabanas on a beach cabanas in a theme park now i i don't know for me that i just think that it I, feel it's 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 it feels to me this year, and I've said it before with other things, that it feels like they are running around with their hair on fire, trying to come up out of desperation to come up with ideas to raise more money. Mm-hmm. And all, you know, because of the overruns at Shanghai. And that's what bothers me more, because in the past, Disney, there was always, you always felt these things were thought out, planned considered and executed well i don't see that now it just is like you know my expression throw pasta against the wall see what sticks there's a great time and place to do that but this just i don't know it seems it just seems utterly desperate it's just it's interesting because you know you could pay that price to stay on the monorail line instead of the cabana but also like i get the idea sort of of it being disney saying listen we get that our theme parks are super crowded so now you can reserve your very own private area that you can step out of a crowd for a few minutes and relax but at the same time steve made a point too where he's like who's like i paid all this money to get in the park now i'm just going to kind of sit and let the time mm-hmm. fl- cuz especially in magic kingdom where that's a two-day park. You know, there's there's so many experiences that you're now you're going to miss out on. So it's also advertised at the frequenter. Like, you go a lot, you know. And so maybe you're just there for the atmosphere or something. But it, it's the price point for me that seems a bit uh, in, a little out of here. Like, you know, a little insane. I don't know. I mean, that would be a great place if you brought the grandparents along, that they had some place if they're not up to doing commando park touring. But still. That's what I think about. You know, yeah. hey, that would be great for my mom. You know, if I got, you've got a big, you know, I can see reasons to do it. I think the price point is absurd. Yeah. At yeah, $650, I think it's absurd. But I, I just, it's, of all the things I think they could do, to upcharge that would be more in line with the experience. Uh, 
this was just not on that list. Do you ever see them like they go, oh, it's not really working at 649. Do you see them going, hey, we're going to drop it down to 349. Do you think they'd ever go backwards? If they're if they, selling out at 649? They're not going, yeah. yeah. Well, also, if they build something permanent. I think if they're just these temporary tents, they can easily pull them. And well, I think what you, what you what more likely what you're going to see happen is if the test does well and they build permanent structures and it becomes a thing. That they will yield the prices depending on time of year. So if mm-hmm. bookings are light, yeah. we'll drop the price. If bookings are really good, and look, if they work out and people like them and people are booking them, great. I don't necessarily, I don't have a problem with Disney doing things for an upcharge, and I don't even necessarily have a problem with this. It just struck me as bizarre. I get, I see I, birthday parties. I see yeah. bachelorette However, parties. I get, I sure. get what Pete's saying. The idea of this white tent. City in the Magic Kingdom just seems really weird. Somebody on uh, again, tucked back by Space Mountain, but again, is one thing it, it, it feels weird. Who's going to see it? The people from Anotopia. But again, I I, I understand were, if they built these down the center of Main Street. But when but, we first heard about it, what did I say to you? I want to do that. I, and we were not having a birthday party or a bachelorette and, party. And for, <laughs> and, and for me, there's I guess there's no there's no desire. Not at six hundred and fifty bucks. You know, not at six fifty because you it it, it requires maybe comparison. Included, maybe it included park admission. That would be a little different. Yeah, or um, lunch or some or lunch exactly. There's some other perk there beyond besides reserve you know reserve seating at the parade and the fireworks. But all that being said, you know these cabanas are going to because you know they have to beg comparison to resort cabanas, beach cabanas, Castaway Key, things like that. And, you know, that – and for, because that's where you normally find them. I, I think that's what it is that's the disconnect for me. I expect to see cabanas on a beach or at a pool, not in the middle of a theme park. Whether it's tucked away in the back or not, I just – it's an odd place to put them. But it may be – it may end up being an absolutely brilliant idea. It may work out great for them. And cool. I was one of the people that thought the $150 for three hours – after Hours, The Magic Kingdom was brilliant. That one was, yes. <laughs> and think they should be doing that all the time. I think they should be doing that all the time. But, you know, it's also, you got to take a look at the optics. Um, even though I completely disagree with this, the fact that a lot of people look at this and say, Disney's just for the 1%, Disney's just for the 1%. Um, Disney's expensive, to be sure. Nobody makes you have these experiences. Nobody forces you to buy anything. They're not taking anything away from you by having cabanas or extra hours afterwards. You're not being denied anything that you were getting before. So that's, you know, but it is the optics of it. And especially in the political climate we have right now, that's a, it's a very, very sensitive topic. Last year, they had a, several of those days where they were open much later. They were open 24 hours. Well, if you get one of these for 24 hours, yeah. I would think, imagine that. Uh, or imagine eight people splitting this. Or a family with kids who don't want to leave and they could take a nap in there. I grant that if there's no air conditioning, it's going to get muggy in that tent. Um, and smelly. And smelly. But I think to myself, I, I, I don't want to go up and sit in the Magic Kingdom in a tent. <laughs> to be perfectly honest with I you, do. I don't, there's no place on earth I want to go sit in a tent. Especially but, if people can um, see me. <laughs> you want them laughing at you and looking? No. It's John from the podcast. I'm going to take my gold chair. <laughs> All right. Before we go to the next news story, can I, I want to expand on, expound on my D23 rumor. 
because the um, Club Thirty Three rumor, because now that's out there, Club Thirty Three is coming to the Magic Kingdom, and when you buy it, it will not be transferable between the two parks. You're going to buy a membership here or a membership there. Yeah. Okay, I'm really dying to know where you're getting that. I'll tell you later. How, uh, a scale of one to ten, rel- ten. how reliable is the source? Ten. Wow. <laughs> Okay, well, you've got better sources than I do. All right. Our next news story, Pandora, the world of avatars. I think the Chatterati should start chanting, tell us, John, tell us, John. I can't, I can't. Pandora, the world of Avatar, set to officially open summer of 2017. Walt Disney Parks and Resorts chairman Bob Chapek officially announced during D23's Destination D Amazing Adventures that Pandora, the world of Avatar, will be opening the summer of 2017. (gasps) Oh my god! No, a little bead store. That's all I think about every time somebody says Pandora jewelry. According to the world, according to the Disney Parks blog, guests will be welcomed into a new world of quote floating mountains and bioluminescent plants. Two exciting attractions will be part of the experience. Navi River Journey will quote send guests down a sacred river hidden within a bioluminescent rainforest. Avatar Flight of Passage will be a thrill attraction on which guests will experience what it's like to ride a banshee. Names of new restaurants and stores were also announced at the event. First, Satuli Canteen. Did I get that right? <laughs> it's a made-up word, yes. You got it right. I don't care for this movie, so I don't know. Me either. <laughs> will be an immersive restaurant that features Navi art and cultural items from Pandora. Next, it's just the movie Fern Gully with blue people. Next, Wind Trainers will be a gift shop where guests can purchase Navi toys, Items, science kits, and more. Lastly, a unique drink location. Thank called, you for changing that. I thought if, if I read extremely unique, <laughs> I was very upset to head. see that. Yeah, really. <laughs> Just punch me in the head. Uh, lastly, a unique drink location called Pangu Pangu will also be part of the new land. <laughs> well, you know, I've, I've said it before. I'm very excited about Pandora. I love the movie. Um, I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be great. Um, do we, by any chance, Craig, do we have that video they showed? No, we don't have it queued no. up. We will put a link to this in the show notes page. I believe it's also on the Diz. The animatronic. Yeah. That they. It's awesome. Which is, the if you're watching uh, on the screen right now, this is a, a shot from the video. Um these and the, the, this, these new animatronics now are non not hydraulic. They don't use hydraulics. It's all electric. We didn't believe it was an animatronic because mm-hmm. it looked like a person. It just all the mannerisms, the movements, everything looked like it was a human being doing this. And I, you know, look, I, I think it's been absurd that it has been six years from announcement to opening. When you consider it was three years from announcement to opening of Animal Kingdom, the park. Um, but I've always said, James Cameron, Joe Rohde equals amazing. I see this kind of technology and I, 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 everybody's rolling their eyes. Everybody's going, no, this is going to suck. This is going to suck. Just wait. Just wait. I think this is going to be amazing. I think you're not going to care whether you like the movie or not. I think... The, the kind of creativity and technology that's going to go into this is going to blow blow you away. But at D23 over the weekend, the reports I was hearing, because uh, Joe Rohde and James Cameron gave a presentation, 
that people were saying was so over the top it was uncomfortable. Like almost like they were desperately begging people to like this idea. Um, what did I? They should have what? thought about that six years ago. <laughs> a what of opening up the land, Pandora at the Magic Kingdom? It, it seemed I mean, from I what I, I wasn't there. So, but what I was hearing from people was that it almost seemed like they were cons- they were worried. Hmm. Um, is, am I getting that right, Craig? Yeah, they. That's same consensus I got on Twitter. It's just that. People were not impressed at all. Apparently, it was, it was a very sticky presentation uh, to begin with. And then, you know, because they, they did the announcement on Friday of everything that was coming, but then they didn't really go into into the bigger details until Saturday. They announced it on Saturday. They didn't go into details on until Sunday. And by the time the uh, details really started to sink in, people just weren't feeling it. Well, so. the photos they shared, I I was like, okay, there there were three photos of those specific places and that we've seen over and over right. and over again. And they they like they're not they don't look anything like the movie because we've never seen anything like that in the movie. So there's no you know there's no sense of like oh okay I can see where this is. They showed a bridge or saw, or saw a picture of a bridge. Oh, I'll start at the floating islands. Everyone's been freaking out about the floating islands now for as. Since, Since you could the first them. concept art came up through now that you can see them. Yeah. Well, they're not floating islands. So until they find a way to actually make right. them real floating islands, I know it's not possible. Drones. But <laughs> everything is drones. Like I just it just literally looks like they built a giant arch almost that resembles floating islands. It's just it's not impressive to me, but well, I'm we haven't seen it. We haven't actually laid eyes on this new land yet, so it's really hard to say I'm not impressed with it if I haven't actually seen it. I'm not impressed by the concept art, and I'm not impressed by what you can see from but outside I think, the park. But I think it's okay. I think it's okay. Yeah, it's not done yet. I think it's okay to say, you know, be open-minded. Right, yeah, I'll keep it And, mind. you know, actually judge it based on what it is when it opens. Now, do you think, because I haven't seen the movie... Is it better to see the movie and then judge the land against the movie? No. Or just go in seeing what Disney has created and enjoy it for what they've created? See, I thought it was a great movie. I love the movie. Well, I would, but, I, I would, I would do it. I would go, Kathy, for, for you. Like, go experience it. Enjoy it. You know, take, do what Pete said. Yeah. Like, keep the open mind and just experience it for what it is and then watch the film. Because okay. I doubt likes the, film too. the two are going to align. I don't I hate like, the movie. I, like the I just film. don't. I don't. It's not the how much one. did it do at the box office? It's still the number one. Yeah. It's the number one film ever made. I yeah, mean, but that doesn't that doesn't equate to a quality. It was because it was the first real 3D movie that ever. They really got people hooked onto it, and the 3D upsell just. I think it was a lot more off. than 3D that sold that movie. It was a popular film. A lot of people loved it. Can I go back to the Navi uh, animatronic? Mm-hmm. Something we learned at Backstage Magic was the most complicated animatronic right now is Hopper in Tough to Be a Bug. The Navi's face has more movement than all of Hopper does. Oh, oh wow. That's cool. So that was a cool bit of it. He goes, wait until you guys see it. You're going to be impressed. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, it really it's was. absolutely amazing. That video is incredible. Um, so I'm just looking, you know, <clears throat> just for whatever it's worth. Because I look at Rotten Tomatoes, 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's a very good rating. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It's just not. It's not a very original movie. It's, no, it's, it's Ferngully. It, yeah, it's it's, it's Ferngully. It's Pocahontas. Dancing with Wolves. It's Pocahontas. It's, and it's fine. And James Cameron is an excellent filmmaker. It, one of the best there is and has ever been. You know. And I just, but I don't think this. It's not. 
it's okay. It's good. It's just not like it's not going to affect. Well, I think me, when you, you know? for me when when the, the thought of bringing James Cameron and Joe Rohde together, yeah, to create a land in a theme park, I think anybody who underestimates them is crazy. I, I just just based on the success these both these men individually have had in their careers, I think you're crazy to underestimate them. You'd- but Look, if I'm wrong, I'll be the first to admit it. If I go in there and this thing sucks, I will be the first one to say, okay, I called that one wrong. But I don't think I am. I think it's going to be amazing. I really do. I think it's going to be amazing. I think it is almost unforgivable that it has taken six years mm. uh, uh, for this to, for this to come Kingdom about. Kingdom wasn't wildly successful when it first opened, and Joe Rohde had a great big hand in that. It still, you know, people used to say it was a half-day park. You can do everything in a half day. So I think it's one of those things that until it actually happens, you're, I don't think there's going to be any way to tell. Well, I, my, I'm just going based on what I feel and based on what I've seen. Well, you know, Animal Kingdom may not have broken attendance records. I think it's an incredibly unique park, mm-hmm. a beautiful park. It's not my favorite park. But I can see the level of creativity and attention to detail that went into it. I certainly see that same attention to detail and quality when I go to Alani, um, and that was Joe, that was Joe Rohde. Uh, I'm not saying what he's doing so is bad. I just the it, and then you take a look at like I said, James Cameron. You know, yeah, not for nothing. The guy's had a few successful films on his uh, uh, under his belt. You bring these two guys together and bring it into a theme park. I think we're going to see things we haven't seen before. And as soon as I looked at that video of that animatronic, I said, "Okay, there you go. If that's what we're looking at, it was worth. If that's the kind of technology it's going to be all around, mm-hmm. that kind of innovative approach to things is what's going to be throughout this area of the park. Then I think it will have been worth six years. Well, yeah, and I think it'll be amazing, and I think it might really make a difference." In attendance, and I'm, at least initially, it's going to make an, a difference in attendance. I, well, I think a thing to hold on to in that aspect of what you're talking about, too, and your approach to it is right, too. No matter what you think, you should still experience it with the open mind and be, you know, it's a new thing. James Cameron is an inventor. You know, he is, he, every movie he does, the reason why it takes so long in between all the films is every movie he does has offered something to the cinematic world and the world in general because he's always creating new, new ways to do stuff. And, so that aspect of it makes me excited that he's working with this other guy that kind of does the same thing. And so I'm excited. I'm hoping it took so long because he went in and was like, there's not enough cool things. Do more cool stuff. I'm almost positive that's the case. Yeah. I'm almost positive. So, but I'm excited to see it. I'm glad that we're not, not going to have to wait another year. That'll be open summer next year. And uh, with any luck, it'll be open early summer. And I'm excited about it. All right, our third and final news story. Magic Band 2.0 debuts at Destination D. A few months ago, rumors swirled on the internet that the Magic Band would be redesigned. During the D23 Destination D event, the new quote-unquote Puck-style Magic Bands were shown to attendees. The Puck holds the RFID technology, allowing guests to wear the Puck in the Magic Band or in a Disney-designed keychain. The new design seems much thinner than the current bands, which has been a complaint amongst guests. Having interchangeable magic bands with the same puck is similar to how devices like Fitbit work and will allow guests to more easily change their band to match their outfit or preferred design. 
There you go. Wait, what, how does that help you match your outfit? Because if you have the yellow one, the puck's yellow, and then yep. like you could change a different band, you still have a yellow puck and a pink. I'm just band. reading what it says in front of me. I know, it's just that thought. But it's <laughs> extremely unique. Extremely unique. <laughs> I think the yellow part on the puck comes off too. Oh, okay. Oh, so you can change the puck's cover. I think I read that in one of them. This is going to be the new word. The alarming times we've said puck right now. (laughs) What's interesting to me is they haven't shown a shot of it sideways because I didn't know it was thinner until you just said that. There is um, a a picture on our site of it in the box, Mm -hmm. a green one in the box, and from the side it's very thin. It seems much thinner than it actually. That to me just screams that's another one at that table when they said, how else can we make money hey let's do magic band too and all those people how many magic bands do you have um, i'm embarrassed to <laughs> right. I, I have a large number and it's like okay now those are out of style now i've got to go get magic band too well kathy you decorate your, your christmas tree with your magic bands do you not i i could yeah i could do your christmas tree my christmas tree his christmas tree <laughs> again i'm waiting for the magic lap band so that i can just open get into the parks with my stomach <laughs> Magic lap <No>. bands. <laughs> work harder on those. <laughs> yeah, I really didn't work that hard. No, no. You phone that one in. I don't want to tell you what I'm thinking about for my magic puck. Okay, stop. <laughs> All right, thank you, John. That'll do it for the news. Um, we are. I'm going to talk slowly because they are never ready with this. You should have done the. See? the no, why is no one ready? Um, we are going to switch over to Mr. Oliver Green, who is in Animal Kingdom right now. How are you, Oliver? I'm good, thank you. How are you, Pete? Doing good, doing good. Where Where are you in Animal Kingdom? Tiffin? So right now, I'm actually, yes, I am. Who said that? They, they know their bar as well. Um, I'm actually at Tiffin's <laughs> at the Nomad Lounge. Um, but there's a good reason I'm here. You can actually, and I know you guys were just talking about it, but from here, there we go, you can actually see the bridge that leads on over uh, to uh, what will be Avatar Land. So it's the only place you can see it is the Tiffin's bar on the outside area. So... Uh, sorry, the Nomad Lounge connected to Tiffin's. So, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's pretty, it's somewhat impressive. There's not as much going on there as I'd like to see so far. I'm not sure if you guys can see it. The sun's in the completely wrong area, but um, there's a few lamps up there. Uh, it's, it's not overly impressive right now. I'm hoping they're going to add some more stuff to it. So, uh, how is Animal Kingdom in general today? Is it busy? Is it? It's, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's definitely on the busier side of things. I think we're starting to see some of that, like uh, Thanksgiving Day crowds. The people that take their kids out of school a bit earlier are coming down, maybe and visiting. Uh, I know earlier on, Ever- Everest was over an hour's wait, which is, you know, it's long for Animal Kingdom. Um, Dinosaur did open up today as well, and that's currently uh, yesterday, sorry, and that is currently at a forty-minute wait. So I'm going to head over there soon as well and check that out. Yeah, I, I also think this is the type of weather for those who are not aware. Right now, it's uh, about seventy-five here in Orlando. It's been actually cold last mm-hmm. night. It was very cold. Uh, this is a great time of year for Animal Kingdom because that's a very hot park. Mm-hmm. It is, so. yeah, and it's it's nice to stand here right now in my uh, in my long pants and t-shirt. I think I've just realised I was wearing this last week as well. I'd just like everyone to know I do have a washing machine. I've cleaned it. I just live in forest. So <laughs> sure. Don't believe him. So. <laughs> Don't believe him. That, those clothes get up and walk over to him in the morning. Um, Don't give everyone my secrets. <laughs> so, uh, are you grabbing something to eat while you're there, or? 
I think, yeah, I think I'm going to grab some uh, snack, maybe at Tiffin's, and uh, maybe a drink we'll see, and I'll do a little vlog with it. And, maybe you should uh, try some of the... Yeah, ta- let you know what, what I think. Why don't you try some of the tapas menu? I think I will, actually. I'll give the tapas menu a go. Because I'm really... I know I... you and I dined here, and we were very impressed with the actual restaurant, so it would be nice to see if that carries on over to the, uh, the tapas bar, the tapas menu in the bar area. Yep, be very interested to hear about it. All yeah, right, Oliver. No, I'll get on that. Great. Well, you go uh, have a good rest of your day in Animal Kingdom. Thanks for dropping in. Thank you so much. Bye. All righty. So there's our little visit from Fairy Poppins. I mean, Oliver Green. (laughs) Um, So let's move on to Rapid Fire. And we will throw it to you, Johnny. All right. There's going to be a brand new special event coming to Walt Disney World. Epcot's International Festival of the Arts. Thank you. God. We'll run for six weeks starting Friday, January 13th, going through Monday, February 20th of 2017. Um, there's going to be art and culinary stuff and all sorts of cool things. Uh, you're going to be able to see art from Disney artist Mary Blair, Herb Ryman, uh, and also new art will be revealed each week. So the, uh, Epcot has figured out, or people at Epcot have figured out how now to get people in and do a food and wine. The beginning of the year. Well, I, I I think this is their answer to not yeah. doing the Festival of the Masters right? anymore. Be. I think <laughs> it is genius. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, perfect place to do it. Um, I think, as Rhino said in the Daily Fix today, um, you know, adding the kiosk, the food kiosks, uh, is a great idea, especially if they follow the formula that they've used for Flower and Garden, mm-hmm. which is they're not trying to replicate food and wine they're doing something entirely different so different types of menu items different types of food if they do that here then because now remember they'll do this from january 13th through february 20th i believe Mm -hmm. you said right exactly and then a few weeks later we start flower and garden Mm -hmm. yeah so we got you know food glorious food going on for food and well flower and wine as people call it (laughs) um are we gonna see like the same sort of setup as Festival of the Masters, you think? Like where we'll see all these artists that we They didn't mention if there was going to be like local artists or there would be artisans. The thing that's in the report is that there'll be Disney artists. I'm hoping, I know that's the way I feel about it. I'm hoping that they do the, <laughs> Everyone, I rolled my eyes at John. I'm hoping I think that it's, we have the sort of artisans and the craftspeople. It, I just, I think it's going to be primarily Disney artists because since Festival of the Masters has ended, they the Disney artists have still been making their creations that they normally would for Festival of the Masters, but it's just been d- being dumped straight into the art of Disney stores. So, um, you know, I know a lot of people go in there and they do buy art, but to have it showcased again like they used to with Festival of the Masters, I think they're uh, really looking for that extra bump. Um, and I want to see both. Yeah, I do yeah too. me yeah. too. But I think they can't do it because I think with Festival of the Masters, they actually rent out those booths. Yeah, you start getting think, in vendor. What about that artist that comes to Food and Wine? She sells like the cat wine paintings. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Maybe. She's yeah. not a Disney artist. Yeah. So, Disney? That's a good point. Really, listen to Julie. <laughs> the other thing that I found interesting was they say Disney Theatrical will also include an array of favorite music and Broadway this talent. I'm yeah. really excited to about. To showcase American Gardens Theater. So, that sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, having, you know, Disney Broadway stuff, that could be. I'll be there every day. <laughs> they have on, enough, you know, in the catalog to do it. Sure. They have enough shows where they could do it, so. I wonder if they're going to feature, if they're going to feature shows, or are they going to feature artists? Are they going to, like, you know, is it going to be, 
it, it the the thing I read made it sound like it was Broadway stars, oh, and right. they're gonna come do. So I, when in my mind I'm like, well, they're gonna try and get Indina Menzel and come in and sing some stuff. You oh, know? forget That's it. You won't be able thinking, to. You won't be able to walk into Epcot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm pretty sure Indina Menzel's not gonna do it. She's well, filling up concert halls. Yeah. Yeah. Ashley Brown, maybe. I don't yeah, know. like the Disney. Yeah. The Disney Broadway stars, like um, so uh, James Englehart, who's yeah. doing Genie on. I would see that Broadway. in a heartbeat. Like, yeah, people like that that, or like the guy who played Tarzan that's still reliving his Tarzan life, even though that show's been over for years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, John. Kevin, oh, cool. uh, the Wonderful World of Disney, Magical Holiday. Oh, I'm going to start again. The Wonderful World of Disney Magical Holiday Celebration will be on ABC November 24th from 8 to 10 Eastern Standard Time. Emmy Award winning Julianne and Derek Hough they want Emmy will serve as hosts for the two-hour special from the Walt Disney World Resort, which will feature Descendants 2 star Sophia Carson. A <laughs> oh, dear there Jesus. were pearls caught. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a duet by Trisha Yearwood and Garth Brooks and a performance by Kelly Clarkson. 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 You're having trouble today. I am. I'm stuck. We were there when they were going to do the uh, taping for The Descendants, and we waited over like two and a half hours, and nobody ever did come out and were there. Oh, man. You You didn't get to see Sophia Carson? No. We were waiting on Main Street. She's like the best one. Her and Duff Cameron. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. I've watched that movie a lot. I'm hoping this is better... Since they broke it up into three specials, that it's not three hour-long commercials for Disney. Because I think that's why they changed it from the Christmas one. Everybody said it was just like the giant commercial for Disney. So there is are this three gonna, specials? Yes. There's three between now and Christmas. Oh, oh I still fully expect this to be a two-hour-long commercial. It's, I hoping. think it's just going to be a rehash, kind of how the, they did the Disneyland 60th. Anniversary is a wonderful oh, world yeah. at Disney. Oh yeah, that was all commercial too. So, uh, I hope they do it like watching. the opening of Shanghai, where they had that poor young woman explain what people were <laughs> oh, singing. Yeah. About. <laughs> all right, thank you, Kevin. Kathy. Okay, fuel rods are now at the All Star Resorts. They're in the arcades, and Coronado Springs has them near the convention center and the Pepper Market. Um, they're likely going to be installed in the other. Resorts, the cost is $30, and that's the thing to recharge your cell phone, and it comes with the different adapters to to charge any of the phones. And when you're done with it, you pop it in the machine, and you get a new one. Oh, so they're I coming to the resorts. Oh, no, I love this thing because I went, and I have a charger for my phone, have but you the used charger them? died. No, I, I almost bought it the other day, and I think I'm just going to invest because we're in the parks all the time. So it's it's worth it because once it dies, you just – like what Kathy said, you drop it in the machine. They give you a brand new one, but you get to keep it too. So you can take it home, charge it, use it in everyday life, go for another park day. I don't know if it's charged or not, but I'm going to go drop it off, pick up a new one. Your phone's never dead at the theme park. Mm-hmm. It's great. I mean I don't know why we don't all have them already actually to be honest with you. Uh, like, yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> but- Corey, do not go out and buy one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, was I need Christmas about. ideas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Kathy. Julie. Okay, so everybody knows this Friday is Black Friday. Mm-hmm. I don't shop Black Friday, but for those of you that do, and if you're here on vacation, Disney Springs is going to be offering some deals. Um, 
Mm. They're going to be open at 8 a.m., which is two hours earlier than normal, on Friday, November 25th, and Saturday, November 26th. They're going to have some Wild Supplies last deals, um, one being a Vera Bradley Midnight with Mickey Hipster Bag, which can be found at the Marketplace Co-op for only $24.99. I'm assuming that's a good deal. I guess. Um, Star Wars Galactic Outpost is going to have Stormtrooper action figures for $14.99. I know is that, that a good deal, Craig? Eh. <laughs> no. And then um, the Disney's Days of Christmas store will have a holiday wreath with lights for sixteen ninety nine. Um, Santa Claus meet and greet is going to open at 8 a.m. on both days. So if you're going to meet Santa, I would go early. It's probably going to be crazy. Um, and I then think Sir- Craig, should, Craig should go and vlog meeting Santa. <laughs> as long as it ends with him on the lap. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, Disney Springs, I tweeted out about it last week. Apparently, they're doing reservations for Santa Claus. Ooh, you nice. Do, you get the pager. Yeah. That is nice. It's weird. Um, I think it's great, because if not, you have to wait in a really long line, and it's frustrating when you have small ones that don't like to wait. If you had a cabana. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they can put them Cirque, around the lake. Um, Cirque du Soleil La Nuba is going to offer tickets to their shows for just, uh, well, for those two days for $39 plus tax, any wow. seating category. And these tickets can be used... Between November 25th and December 16th of 2017. Oh, wow. That's a good deal. deal. So that's a good deal. That's right. Um, There are several other deals, like 40% off your entire purchase at at Levi's. Um, You get a free bangle at Pandora, the jewelry store, if you spend $125. (laughs) Not the place with the bridge. (laughs) No. Um, Lego store, you can save up to 50% off select merchandise while supplies last, but that's Mm -hmm. only on November 25th. I just thought I'd mention a few. There are a lot more listed. Um, You can check the. The show notes. Awesome. Thank you, Julie. Lady Clavin. Uh, mine has to do with uh, Kevin's favorite uh, movie franchise, Star Wars. And <laughs> um, they announced some stuff at D23. Nothing really exciting. They showed this kind of image um, that I feel like looks exactly the same as the other image that they showed us. But this time it's nighttime and there's an X-Wing flying into the Star Wars themed area. So they're basically trying to show that at night it's going to be all lit up and you got it crazy. But uh, that, which I assumed was going to happen anyways, because I assumed they weren't closed. <laughs> Dude, in the park Disney night, has but... mastered lights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I just thought they were going to leave the lights off at night. Yeah. Just, just stumbling around. S- stumbling yeah. around. Yeah. yeah. They did that. So what, that's, in that's the seventies. U- it was called Peter Pan's flight over London. They, uh, you know, it's breaking news right now. Yeah, I know. Well, there lights will be on at Star Wars I, land. I, I led with Cut the, to me. the boring one. <laughs> lights will be on at Star Wars land. You heard it here first. <laughs> and you only had to pay how much money to go to D23 to hear that? No, the, the, um, the other thing was is that they are adding, which we assume this as well, that Star Tours The Adventure Continues is going to have um, an addition added to it, which will have elements from Star Wars Episode Eight. That is not the movie coming out in a month that is the movie coming out next christmas and i mean that they're almost done filming or they just finished filming it so i miss i assume that then they go back and they have to film a scene that fits into the star tours theme the same way they did when they added finn and the millennium falcon into uh the current for episode seven so i i thought they were going to announce something about rogue one being added to the star tours but i guess maybe they're skipping that one i don't know but Whatever. They're going to put the Carrie Fisher Harrison Ford storyline in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Quite a bumpy ride, that you one. You know, is. there's a Rebel spy riding in your Star Tour speeder, but they're going to skip over the movie that's about all about Rebel. Rebel spies. Yeah. it's John gets it. Yeah. I do. He does. That's it. 
Okay, that's it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Rhino. Craig? Uh, I wanted to kind of give uh, somewhat of an update on Disney Springs. Uh, I spent a lot of time there last week during the uh, Unwrap the Magic media event that they had for us. And um, so I got to see a lot of cool different things. Uh, the big thing is Starbright Holidays and Intel Collaboration, which is the drone show. That is, uh, it's past the 20th, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's now happening nightly at Anna, uh, Disney Springs. Wow. Um, it's a pretty bird in this photo. 7 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. Yeah. They, that's a, if you're watching the video, that's a photo of what they said. Someone said it was an angel. I'm seeing no, a bird. A Christmas dove. Well, this is my, this is my point. I, I watched the video and the video is really cool. But I'm not sure how much of it is nighttime show and how much of it is Rorschach test. <laughs> because some of these images, I'm like, oh, it's really cool. What is that? <laughs> um, Where so, does this happen? Where do the drones fly? So it happens right in the giant waterway. Um, so really, you have a good spot from uh, they had us watching from like back behind bongos on the west side. But you can see it from the marketplace and the landing as well, too. Uh, if you're over at Saratoga staying, you'll have a view of it as well. But basically, they have 300 drones that are made by Intel, less than the weight of a volleyball. They're all housed in the parking lot back behind Lanuba Theater. And so when they do the show, they just all start flying up and cue the music they dance around they make the christmas tree and uh the angel dove whatever it is and, angel dove. Uh, when doves a, die it's just <laughs> about Prince a five, say. <laughs> it's just about a five minute show and then they all retreat back to the parking lot because they have a short battery life um seriously like batteries not included that's all i can think about, <laughs> I think about can, craig do you have some of the stills from the different did you do that for me i okay see i was i was going to do it but the stills so the words, that they no. took, the stills they took, are just as bad as the stills I have in my video. So, so really. even their promotional stills don't look like anything. Well, but that was what I kind of wanted to show. That's why I wanted some stills. Uh, I thought it was supposed okay, to show yeah. between that it was difficult to make out what these things what yep. these things are. So. Thanks. Um, <laughs> Wait till one of those volleyballs falls out I love of the our, sky. You know, I, I love our pre-production discussions where I ask you for what I'd like on the show, and then I get on the show, and they're not there. I clearly missed that one. Yeah, you kind of did. <laughs> um, so people can go and look at the uh, people can go and look at the the video that Craig shot, and it is cool. It's different, um, but like I said, then and I can see potential with it. I don't think we're there yet. Um, but it, you kind of get a really good idea for what they're what they're going for here. Yeah, no, it was very cool. And um, they can do a lot with drones in the future, uh, just based on this show. Just not now. Just not right now. <laughs> so, is it better when you see it in person than the videos? Oh God, yeah, it was okay. impressive. The, the video, it's just, I mean, it, the it's videos a flat video. Were like, That's yeah. the thing. Do they it, make noise? Flat. No, you can't. The music is very loud, so you're hearing the soundtrack. Um, but yeah, it, because on video you're watching, it all looks very flat. But when you're there, you can tell that, you know, you can tell how far apart they're flying and everything. You can really see the depth to it. It just okay. and they change color, well. so yeah. it's you know, it, it, it's cool. But like I said, there were some images. There were some images where, yeah, okay, that's that's a Christmas tree or that's you know whatever. And there are other ones that are like, what the hell is that? And yeah, so it just kind of. 
Is there a good place to watch where like the stuff's I, more clear than other places? Um, I'd say anywhere on that west side, like you know, from Bongos to where they do the food trucks and all that, you're going to get good areas. Honestly, I for a free show at Disney Springs say. that requires no admission, yeah. I think this is absolutely wonderful. Nightly? Um, nightly now? Yeah, nightly, Christmas? two times. Is this better than the Christmas tree parking lot? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I got to go through the Christmas tree parking lot, too. Yeah. What, what are the two times for the Light Bright show? Seven and eight thirty. Light bright. Oh, I like that. <laughs> seven and what? Seven and eight thirty p.m. Um, I also I said seven to eight thirty p.m. And I thought my interest is going to peak. <laughs> I also got to see a little bit more about the Planet Hollywood Observatory. Um, yeah, no, that Tell was us. that was neat. So, uh, well, the the artwork that they showed actually makes it look very classy it should be it should be a very beautiful restaurant um we got to try one of the new menu items the guy fieri's turkey picnic sandwich um it was a turkey sandwich that you could get at Publix. We went to Guy Fieri's uh, restaurant in Manhattan one day, and it was only because it was raining, and that was what was in front of us. It was so bad. Really? It was, really? It was, it was dreadful. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing that, we, like... We left everything we ordered on the table and paid and walked out. It was awful. Wow. Yeah, and it it's had right, potato it's chips right on it. It's right at Schubert Alley. It's right in the theater district. I do that at home. I know. It was... It just... I. <laughs> I yeah. thought you said you liked it, that it was a good sandwich. Oh, it was it was a good sandwich, but I can only imagine that they're going to charge $17 for the turkey sandwich. No, we'll see. And How that, you screw up a turkey sandwich? Again, I'm, like, I really want it, it. For the, for, just for the sheer fact that for years, Planet Hollywood sucked <laughs> on levels that are hard to describe. Um, I'm really wanting to keep an open... I'm challenging myself to keep a very open mind when it opens up again in hopes that maybe by some Christmas miracle, Jesus will make that restaurant good again. I think Dear the, Dove Angel. <laughs> Dear Drones. Dear Dove Angel. I think the interior is going to blow people away. They were telling me about there's going to be this display panel inside where... Uh, it'll look like there's a movie playing on it. So they gave the example Hunger Games. You'd see like a scene of from Hunger Games, and then the, it would just kind of dissolve, and then you would see all the props that were used oh, that's cool. in that scene. So they're making it a Hunger lot Games more Hunger Games in a restaurant is appropriate. Um, <laughs> it's, well, look, you know, for um, you know how how well they've done Disney Springs uh, Christmas tree parking lot, notwithstanding, uh, I, I've got high hopes for yeah. it. I, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be beautiful on the inside. I hope it's Food, quieter. We still don't really know yet, but the inside's going to look great. Um, I think my mother used to say, "Don't eat it in a spinning restaurant." They spent too much time making the restaurant spin. They didn't focus on the food. This is what I think when I hear stuff like this. It's like make the food good. Everything else is dressing. Make the food good, and people will go. Uh, well, for good food, they did give us a lobster roll and one of the new specialty drinks coming to Paddlefish. Um, the what used to be Fulton's, uh, while they are trying to make to up Lily. a lot of time on the construction, uh, Matthew really slowed them down. So they're they're rushing to get that uh, end of the year finished. He's on that it. one lazy construction worker. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, but, the thing that really didn't kind of happen. Yeah, well, that's what they used as the excuse. So, um, huh. but the lobster roll they gave us was phenomenal, um, and I know that Pete and a bunch of you guys were impressed when you went to the brunch. Uh, it was, it was very right good. before. And it was very good. 
I, I think they're they're going to come back uh, swinging real strong. They're going to have a very good menu, just from what I had there. So that was kind of the new things, the stuff that's not open yet that got to see. Um, but Disney Springs still on, still riding that high. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Craig. That is going to do it for our show. We hope you enjoyed it. And by, on behalf of all of us, I want to wish everybody here a very happy, safe, and wonderful Thanksgiving. We will see you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes.